0: You, you're listening to Punk Theology.
1: Yes, Punk Theology, the podcast. This is season two, episode number 26. The topic today, hope.
2: Weeks, uh, um, I haven't been here in a long time because I was sick for a couple that's weeks. That's right. What well, uh, 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 about two or
0: three? It was brutal. John was out for an episode, yeah. Sickest ever, uh, not ever, but it was probably in the top three or four. Ooh. No,
1: top five, it's in the top five, yeah. Top five sicky times, yeah. Top five sicky times. Well, that's cheery. Let's yeah, kick this kick this episode off on a cheery note. It's going to be a happy
3: episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. heavy, <laughs> heavy, it's on hope. And full of <laughs> hope. It is on yeah, hope. Yeah,
1: yeah. We are
4: talking about hope. Hope from Being the Being
1: thirsty for hope.
4: Looking for
0: a reason. Roaming through the night to <laughs> find my place. In... Okay. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, is that a Christian song? <laughs> So I this came up. W's.
3: Yeah, <laughs> is that yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm the Michael W. We're missing Chuck. Where is Chuck? Chuck
4: is it? doing boy. stuff with his kids He's again. Dad. What an dead asshole. Dead. He should have
0: prioritized dead. his life better. Freaking Boy Scouts. <laughs> anyway. Uh,
4: so this came up out of EMDR, which of most of my topic and issues <laughs> things to do, uh, where uh, I've been kind of. I don't know, dealing with some of the personalities in my own head that characterize the different things I'm struggling with. And one of the characters in my head really, it's kind of a vulnerable little child. It kind of looks like me, but it looks soft and uh, kind of fatty and... Kind of and, uh, like doughy? Doughy. Doughy is probably the best word for it, yeah. yeah. And he's kind of my vulnerable self who just needs acceptance and just wants everything to be okay. Um, And lately, he's just been... He's been struggling, but he really feels like he needs some hope in life. Mm. Like, it was... That was what he... Of all the people in my head who got something out of religion, he got the most out of it. He got hope out of it. Right. And that seemed to do the most for him in terms of keeping him healthy. Mm. Um, And And then I have this other... (coughs) <coughs> it's a female character, I've talked to her about her before, her name is Wednesday, and she's kind of she's very, she's the protector, and she's kind of the filter, and the rationalist, and the materialist, uh, and she's a screen for a lot of the bullshit that comes in, so it has to kind of get through her first. She's, well, she's kind of goth, too. Right? Yes, she's kind of the <laughs> gatekeeper, and she's cynical, and yeah. and, uh, very skeptical, and, uh, and for a long time, there was a good balance where she would let stuff in, uh, and and so all the stuff that was coming in, you know, there's a lot of bullshit in it. She would scream a lot about that, that out, but she would also let a lot of there's a lot of hope mixed in with it too. And so she would just let enough, just enough, you know, let enough of it in that uh, this vulnerable child could get could get some hope. How would you define hope? Uh, That's a really good question. What did the whole mean? Confidence in... Boy, that's a really hard question. That is. Uh, Confidence in something. Um,
2: What's the dictionary definition there, Steve? Feeling of
4: expectation
2: and desire for a certain thing to happen or... Wants something to happen or be the case. He's hoping for an offer of compensation,
4: but that confidence in a direction that follows a happy ending, maybe like, a, like, yeah, the you know the good guys are going to win in the end type of thing. Hmm. Um, that there's order. Yeah, there's order. There you go. There's a plan. That there is that somebody knows what the fuck they're doing. That there's a lot of people that know what the fuck they're doing and
0: the, the sky daddy's home right and yeah
4: um yeah and then and then just realizing that at a certain point I think it was between I was just looking the other day and realizing how our mushroom troop was so close to when the AC3 thing went down like those were, were within a couple of weeks of each other the AC3 thing was first and then right. the mushroom troop and those two things together really like you what, mean the protest yeah the protest okay. yeah. um Wednesday after sometime after that just shut the whole thing down mm. like no more bullshit and, and well, what is the whole thing? like like oh, yeah, she used direction. to let some yeah she just used to let some stuff pass and some stuff right. she didn't and and she just turned the whole filter off mm. and so I had this this screaming argument with her in my head where I said look like this vulnerable part of me really needs that hope and I would like to turn that back on a little bit Mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I have control over it mm-hmm. and you seem to you have the keys you have the lever or whatever like you are me like there isn't actually another person in here doing like why don't I get control of that mm-hmm. um and and yeah I'm feeling she's feeling really, really protective of this vulnerable self of mine which is why she shut everything down and I'm feeling really protective of like look he needs he needs some hope or he's just gonna keep shrilling mm-hmm. um and and then so so that happened and that was just a really deep dreamlike state thing and that hit me really hard i went into the session feeling really good and (laughs) feeling really shitty uh, and angry and torn and like i didn't have control over things like i felt like i used to have control over yeah i used to have feel like i had a lot more control over that switch i knew where that was i could open that up and close that down and now i've you know, lost the key or something like
1: that. Because you mentioned that on the thread, you said I thought that was interesting. That you added. Now I have to do engineering today. That's going to be interesting. So does Wednesday have a, a sort of a, a, a pragmatist? Oh, yeah. kind She's of a
4: super yeah, super rational, super right.
1: not, pragmatic, not super emotional. Does right, she need yeah. love? Ooh, that's a good question.
4: Probably. I think. Don't I think say she, it with such confidence. She wants... Doesn't know how to receive it. I think she wants appreciation Mm. most. Like, I think she thinks that she has a shitty job. (laughs) And she doesn't always like it, but she thinks it's really necessary. And she would just like everybody else to recognize. How about acceptance? So she has a
3: shitty job, because you clearly think that, because it's
4: you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. This whole thing gets super fucking complicated. When you start realizing, like, this is just me talking to myself... Yeah, you're using But or... well, you're working entron-
0: things out. I mean, yeah,
4: yeah, it's, you it it's solid. Yeah, yeah. You, at no point can you actually try and dissect this with a rational scalpel, because like, right? Fuck, that's yeah. Uh-huh. Or you can just reframe it. Right. <laughs> worthless. Yes.
0: But it makes sense though, I, and I'm tracking with you a lot because it's like one part of you wants hope and wants to move forward in a, in a loving sort of way, maybe with some ideals intact and. But then there's this part of you that wants to protect yourself too, like.
4: Which was a great balance before, and that balance is
0: kind of got off kilter. Not good. Are you
4: sure it was a good balance? (laughs) Yeah, because everybody was getting closer to what they needed. (laughs) Like,
3: then why is it all fucked up now? Because. What set it out of balance? Oh, I think it was
4: the, the. I mean, it was a long trip of things. I think the thing that I was identifying on the way home after my session was just how much I feel like leadership has completely failed me. Mm. Like any sort of of authority or like I had these realizations one after another looking at the leadership and the authority and the people that had some kind of direction or or say in my life and realizing, huh, I'm better than you over and over and over. And then what do I do with that? If I'm a better person than all these other people that are supposed to be giving me direction. Interesting. Um, Yeah.
1: What do you do when there's no one to look up to? Right. (laughs) You mentioned that during the mushroom trip too, John. I remember you saying and and after a little bit too, you were saying something to the effect of what if what if there's no adults in the party or something like that. Well, I, I, I was... Like, it birthday party or something. That, you were, you were I, like, well, there's no adults in the room. I was paraphrasing, there's no adults in the I was
0: paraphrasing an Ellen Watts quote okay. that, that encapsulated that experience for me in the most right. concise way. Is like the, the psychedelic experience is like waking up and realizing your father's dead and your grandfather's dead. And you look around and ask, oh my gosh, who's in charge here?
1: Right. Interesting. And so is that, I think that's kind of
0: what you're saying, right, Derek. Yeah, and I know, that's what I'm about, tracking with. There's something to that. Does that
1: dip into your God thing, right? Oh. Like, is that kind of seeing God as Daddy or something? Like I would
0: that? still identify myself as is a person of faith.
1: Uh
0: huh. Um, that waxes and wanes, and it's uh, convictions on, depending on on the day or time you ask me, but. Um, I think of God differently. Like, I think we're actually responsible for stuff, and oh, God yeah. doesn't micromanage us. He's not a helicopter parent. Right. You know, and I think when you're younger, you take comfort in, oh, he has the hairs on my head numbered, and, you know, he will command his angels concerning me, and you know, all these kind of things that you you seek out for comfort that your sky daddy's watching over you yeah. and orchestrating your steps, and and uh, I, th- I think you just... As you grow up, you just realize, nah, I don't know. No, nah, it's not really like that. Like, we're actually responsible for the choices we make. If yeah. there is a God, He's entrusted us to, um, I think, to love well, to, to make good decisions, to serve Him through
1: serving humanity. Yeah, you know? like the divine ripple effect.
0: I mean, even if you know people talk about, um, uh, like, like in a, a Christian context, the, quote, body of Christ... Like, that's a real thing, yeah. actually. Like, human beings being the hands and feet of God. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, people don't do it very well, right.
1: <laughs> oftentimes. But, and I think some atheists do it better than most religious do. people. They do, <laughs> you know? without question. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and I think there's still, you know, exercise. If, 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 if you're putting forth love, if you're putting forth um, just good things for, for, for the betterment of, of, of humanity... I think you're doing God's work, no matter what you believe. Yeah, I think
4: so. Those places I've been is thinking a lot about Jesus talking about good fruit and bad fruit, mm-hmm. and realizing that a lot of these paths that I've been following and the leaders of those paths that I've been following have been promising good fruit for a long time, and I think the trees of most of those have matured to the point where the tr- fruit is coming out, and it's shit. It's terrible fruit. Is not, and it's not getting better. It seems to be rotting on the vine, mm. and not having any trees that I see right now that really feel like, oh, that's producing good things. Mm. Like just really feeling like, like the outfall from a lot of this stuff that I followed for a really long time no, fruit. is pretty fucking awful, and not producing good things. It's the fruit
1: of keeping, as the the lyrics to I think it was a Leonard Skinner song, keeping your shiny side up and your dirty side down. I think that that works for a while and it sells. It sells like a motherfucker. Man, you can sell that message. So the, but, but people that don't do it, the, eventually your dirty side's gonna... It's like holding a beach ball underwater. Like It sounds like a it doesn't fucking work.
3: Well, <laughs> it, it does. The Catholic Church in Everett <coughs> is uh, Our Lady of Perpetual Hope. Mm. and um, Currently being in a fairly hopeless place. It's interesting to consider uh, the Shawshank Redemption quote on hope. Such a good movie. uh, Which is hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things. Um, Maybe the perpetual hope model that never actually bears fruit but keeps promising it <laughs> is a gift in and of itself, <laughs> right? Even if it's hollow as fuck. The no fruit model.
4: Because currently, I might prefer to be diluted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into hope.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Don't so need you them? want you want somebody to give you a pine tree and be like, any day now, that thing's gonna—it's so big, it's gotta produce an apple eventually. Like. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I could I could like find a little relief yeah. there. You've heard of pineapples, right? This thing's going to produce great pineapples.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like uh, Peter Rollins hones in on a lot of that and articulates some of that well where, yeah, it's like a carrot that's being dangled in front of you, you you know? And when you don't get there, when you don't, uh, you know, this God... Fill this God hole in your heart isn't filled after you said the prayer and commit to the church or whatever it is you're supposed to do you're still empty or you're still sinning or whatever well you're not you're doing something wrong oh okay so you gotta do more pray more give more serve more but the problem is always you you're always the well, problem. Yeah, but, but so, I think so. The, in a lot of ways, uh, systems like that sell you the disease and the cure. You yeah, have to keep coming back for more. Exactly. You got to keep coming back. The
1: government does that too. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> but I it's, think it's that human
0: nature. Maybe it's what human,
1: we're right? getting into, and, and maybe there's because the world has gotten smaller with the internet. Is this maybe <laughs> spiritual awakening uh, of sorts where we're starting to realize that the that the carrot and the stick doesn't work. It doesn't or, exist, or the sharp
2: or... stick.
3: See, on one side you have the carrot and the Hold stick. Hold up. And then on how the other side that, you have the stick. How is that a spiritual awakening? Because it doesn't work. That's not a spiritual awakening. That's a rational
1: realization. <laughs> Maybe. Not for a lot of people. I think it's a consciousness thing. The I don't think it's he... rational. Because everyone's doing it. Most people are doing it. The way Pete Rollins would
0: talk about we it... We motivate is, people s- with a carrot. S- ...similarly thing. is, is um, freedom... Is yeah, not chasing the carrot anymore. <laughs> that, that, oh. that, 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 that's really where freedom is. That's uh, finding your own fucking carrots,
4: or, or just maybe just not chasing them. Eating hay, like, um, eating hay. <laughs> you don't need carrots all the time. You just eat hay. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: are you thinking,
0: Steve?
4: No, I like that. I'm just not chasing anything anymore.
2: But don't we need hope? I don't. I don't think it. I mean, not not having a carrot to chase isn't. That's why I was asking about how (laughs) how do you define hope? Is there's something out there? I hope to be accepted regardless of my stuff. That's a hope. I hope that I can at some point not be uh, chained to my fears Mm. that hope for something more not better i guess but something more unrealized desire good point yeah otherwise
3: it's i desire to be accepted despite my stuff i desire whatever the fuck i want hoping for it that's different yeah Is hope the expression of the unrealized desire?
1: Yeah, I think that's good. (coughs) Because a lot, what's the opposite of hope? Well, if you think about motivation, I think that there's there's different layers to that too. And it had me thinking about Wednesday too. Like, how much of Wednesday is there? Is there's a there's like a maturity thing there? Because I think that we are, I don't know if that's a maturity thing. When I was a younger man, I was really motivated by a nice shiny carrot. Like I wanted a nice car or something like that. Like that would motivate me to work hard and climb the ladder or whatever, you know. Uh, Not so much anymore.
4: To answer your question, Arthur, the place that I am right now, is the opposite of hope looks like nihilistic materialism. (laughs) <laughs> is that what you think I'm talking about with the, no. the lower maturity no that's just what, what showed up very clearly uh-huh. um, and there used, again I feel like there used to be a balance on that and now it's feels like it's swallowing me uh-huh.
3: so the opposite of nihilistic materialism is hope
4: for Derek yeah where I am right now not objectively
3: so I'm gonna go with then suggesting that you believe that nihilistic materialism is meaningless, and hope is meaningful. I mm. too. So, or do you just hope for more than nihilistic materialism? The problem with without that, an object. The problem hope with that
4: question is who are you asking the question to? So I I think every one of the characters in my head would give you a different answer to that. So
3: here's what I'm getting at, though, is that nihilistic materialism is tangible. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Hope is intangible. So you are saying that the opposite of a tangible thing is an intangible, and the opposite of an intangible thing is a tangible thing. What I think... What is really happening there is you're hoping for something that isn't nihilistic materialism, but you don't know what it is, so you're replacing that tangible thing that's the opposite of that with something that's intangible, which is the word hope. Possibly. Like I want something to hope in. I don't know what it is, so I'm just interjecting the variable of hope. Sure. Is it the? And especially when you're talking about like the destruction of what came before, in terms of your leadership, you know, looking up to leadership. Uh, Christian upbringing, AC3, all of that stuff. Like, now you've got this void, and the void is opposing nihilistic materialism. So can can I, I say
0: something? What, what, what I'm hearing, Derek, and maybe Arthur's hitting on the same thing that I'm about to say is, is it that God used to be more tangible, and God's not? You no,
4: know, so it, the, and I didn't open with this. I told this story briefly earlier. The reason that all this came up was because I did this exercise where I focused on the question, what am I outside of this life? Or what am I outside of this material existence? And really didn't like how trapped I felt with the answer of nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and, And again... A part of me that I really value and I've been nurturing intensively since I started EMDR really hated that Mm -hmm. and was like, if you do that, I'm going to starve to death. Mm. So it wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a rational, like, it wasn't both of those stances, Wednesday's stance and this vulnerable child's stance, Fell out of my control as the person wanted, watching and managing the room. Hmm. So it didn't feel like a choice on my part. It felt like a this is problem, not a hmm. not a this is what I what I decided.
1: I see. I think about as cheesy as it may sound, that whole relationship with God metaphor because relationships... Here's something that I didn't really wrap my head around for a long time, that relationships are tangible, that this is tangible.
3: <coughs> um, so how's your relationship with God tangible?
1: The way my relationship with you is tangible, kind of. So right? you, like, have
3: coffee with Him? <laughs> no. Him on, on Thursday nights and drink a beer? No, but... because But that's not a, me, not a relationship,
1: though. Yeah,
3: that's not really a relationship.
1: The you can relationship... Do that
3: your boss <laughs>
4: <laughs> the thing that you can feel when it happens Untangibly tangibly
3: here in front of you
4: right giving you a
1: response
3: so let me let me let mind.
1: me unpack this um, a <laughs> lot of one of, one of my biggest problems with Christian leadership because I think I'm tracking with you on the leadership thing is uh, is a lot of it's just not tangible and I, and I remember pressing Rick on this because Rick used to do these things after the sermon where he would open it up for questions and I was always, like, well, what about the relationship with that? Or how does that affect relationships? Like, a lot of the bullshit that we're taught to do morally really doesn't affect other people. It's just that you should be a good person. Well, why? What is that? What is the... The Bible What says. is the end game? Yeah, exactly. Is it, speaking of the film coming up, <clears throat> which is a whole nother box I want to open. But the end game of relationship is, is kind of harmony in the world... Getting along, that whole that whole idea of the Lord's Prayer—that uh, um, on Earth as it is in Heaven—what is that supposed to mean, right? That we're not that that I value you, and I value you know the world getting along where we're not killing each other for the next carrot, maybe.
3: It means maybe the tangible. world like the pipe dream of your heaven, whatever it is in your mind. Since we aren't even told what that is. Which is the, kind of that's really the truth. crazy shit about that prayer. Right. We're never told what heaven is, ever. That's that's the thing. So it's that's what's beautiful make about Make the world it. like you want it to be, is what it's saying.
4: No. That's the American interpretation. That's
1: the American, exactly. That's, that's the materialist interpretation. And
4: that only showed up about 200 years ago.
1: And I think that when I say when I say spiritual awakening, I think we're we're getting to a point where we finally realize when we get the carrot, we either or we either can't get the carrot, so we feel horrible and depressed and nihilistic about that, or we do get the carrot and it doesn't fulfill. You and
2: depressed nihilistic. And
1: then we just <laughs> depressed and nihilistic and choose. You know, oh fuck, the, you know, fuck everything. Um, so I guess that's that's where I land with it. My my relationship with God kind of looks like that because I was a guy. Early in my life, who just didn't give a fuck. I wanted to watch the world burn. There was something in me that really did want to watch the world burn. I cared not for for people and or myself. Um, I was I was self-destructive, like big time.
4: I I like where you're going, Russ, and I think I can, I I'm following you. And that when I'm in a room with someone, it feels like it feels kind of random, but it. If, like, there's a moment where I feel like something in us touched, and there's a relationship where where the two of us came up against each other, and and, and there was contact. Right. Um. And sometimes that happens, and sometimes it doesn't. I doesn't, and I can tell you when it happens, but I can't always tell you why it happened or what the secret mix was. Um. That made that happen. And and there's the same feeling with the concept of God or the ideal or otherness. But sometimes it comes up and it just hits you really hard and it feels like contact was made. Um, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Well, I also think we externalize our concepts of God, too, where it's, I think, an inner sort of knowledge or peace or whatever you want to a call it. Thing, yeah. it's a thing. it's a relationship with yourself <laughs> that you're, you're at peace with. And... The, the, the peace and the love that, that you have as a human, that's, I think, touching God. I think that's the best parts of you, It's the best parts of humanity, but, but we externalize it. You know, like God's something out there. And I you know as a person of faith, would probably affirm that, but God's right. also something in here. I yeah. think that we've been conditioned to uh, focus on the out there.
3: I would say that I could... If I took what Russ said and I applied it to things that you have said, John, in the past, about how you feel like you experience... God in a relationship with other people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I could almost like buy into that. But I don't know anybody who could ever tell me about how they have a relationship with God directly one-on-one. I think those people are batshit crazy every time.
0: Yeah. I think it's more.
3: But if I apply your model where you experience God and other people, yeah. then like in currently in my fairly hopeless state that I am in... The place where I am grounded is in my relationships with other people. Yeah, did I, I don't call yeah. that divine from my perspective, but it's the place where I find grounding and meaning, and yeah. and and any semblance of hope that I have for change to happen happens mm-hmm. in the context of relationships with people. i so with, not with you. Not there. with abstract beings. I'm
1: behavior. so with you. in a lot of yeah. see
3: that's where who can't talk to me, who can't meet me face to face, who can't do shit for me.
1: That's that's where you and I. W- with the religion thing like uh... valuing like I don't value religion like you know some of the things with the hats and all the robes and I was like shitting on that with the with the Orthodox people and couldn't understand why I got kicked out of that group right? The Facebook group, the Orthodox hipsters or something like what the fuck is the deal with the robes and the hats and they're like they they really didn't like me asking those questions um, but that's well, it, but that's not it, tangible to me. It's, it's not it's like not the, the robes question, and the hats and the fucking the, traditions and the and the and the doing of the thing. Even even Easter coming up, like I've I've had this pull to maybe go back to church again. But it's really not because I think church is where God is gonna like I'm gonna meet with God there or anything like that. It's really kind of like I know those people and I've had relationship with those people. Those people. Those those folks talked me down from the ledge at one point in my life, um, and 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 there's there's beauty in relationship there, and that relationship seems way more divine and full of worship than some cathedral with you know stained glass windows or something like that. Like there's a tangible relational thing that can we respond there. to that? Sure. Yeah. Well, the point of the aesthetic the
0: the um, the aesthetics of sacred space is for you. It's not for God. God's everywhere. Right. Okay? God's in relationships. God's in nature. Okay. God's everywhere. God doesn't need that stuff. You do. Or yeah. uh, if it doesn't if it doesn't, if it doesn't yeah, but what if you're using you. it?
1: What if you're using it like Rollins used this this in the in the Orthodox heretic where, where the guy who's on the train, right? And he's like, he tells this story about this guy who's, who's on a train and he goes off on some employee on his phone, right? And he's like, has a drink. And he's like, I don't give a shit. You know what? You need to get back to work. I don't care if you're a single mom and you got to, you know, you either get to work or you're fired. You know, And he hangs up and puts the phone down and, and uh, you know, this, this priest is sitting on the other side of him. And he kind of looks at him and looks back and, and the guy goes, oh, father. And he, and he moves his booth. He gets up next to the, the pastor or the priest or whatever and he goes, man... He goes, can you believe these people? He says, if it wasn't for my faith, if it wasn't for my men's group and my Bible study, I don't know how I would do it. You know, But the thing about this priest is he has this, this gift that he doesn't really like because it's not a real super good gift if you're a priest. And what the guy does is if he prays for somebody he learned early in his ministry, they would totally lose their faith and quit believing in God. <laughs> So he has this this thing. So he just stopped praying for people for a long time, right? So he meets this guy in the train and the guy comes over, he's like, Yeah, these freaking people. He's like he's like, Oh, my church. Man. That's where I find my hope is my church. And they give me the the, the wherewithal to, to bear through and keep this company going, yeah. You know? And so the priest goes, Son, I'd like to pray with you. <laughs> and he prays for the guy. And the guy goes, Oh my god, this whole church thing, this whole God thing, like, I was so lied to, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I was an idiot. Like, thank you for showing me that this religion thing is bullshit, that there is no God. And so he goes back to his company, he starts caring about people, you know? He, he says things to himself, kind of like you were saying with the, there's no adults in the room. Like, maybe I, maybe I need to set up a daycare in my company, you know? Maybe I need to give a little more.
0: Well, that's another idea I like about, well, I I find it challenging and interesting about Peter Rollins is one of his um, things that he talks about a lot is, you know, God, whatever concept, construct you want to use, what if God, the evolution of that idea or that, you know, whatever that is, is trying to work himself out of a job, essentially, <laughs> yes. where stop Praying, stop going yeah. to church and,
1: you know, do something, serve, you know, Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: s- save your money
1: from the tithe. and, yeah. and get Paul it. Young said that. He said that God gets inside of religion and tries to blow it up from the inside out.
4: Here's where I go when it comes to the aesthetics and the ritual and the liturgy kind mm-hmm. of thing is that trying to encounter... God is real similar to doing a mushroom trip, <laughs> and that set and, is, set and setting is super important. Yeah, it's set and setting. Yeah, yeah, and so and you don't want to do a mushroom troop in a fucking dive <laughs> in the bathroom of a dive bar, <laughs> <laughs> right? Where you know, some guy's getting a blowjob and then stall next to you. Like that's not fun. Like that's where reality is. That might be where you know from a certain perspective that's where God is, and God can be met there too. Mm-hmm. But it's much more pleasant to do it in a place where you feel safe, where you feel comfortable, yeah. where you feel like there's some kind of power and order and, and certainty in the moment. Something centering. Right. Yeah. Which, But but again, I think to Russ's point, uh, the downside of that is people get addicted to that shit.
0: People get addicted to set and setting? Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that.
4: We're, we're, and the, you the, need cer- your fix of it. And the certainty that comes... And the, I don't feel right... Unless I, I've, I have I've that, done but I thought it serving about this a people lot. because I think serving people
1: can also be a part of the aesthetic, right? Like, it's got to be the relationship is tangible. Like, I care, I actually genuinely care about the other, and so that's where you know that that also breaks down a lot of walls, too. Yeah, it breaks down a lot of uh stupid skirmishes over theology or doctrine, mm-hmm. or or you know, there's this horrible story today. Of this Muslim the, the woman. The Report. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, no, no.
3: Does this <laughs> have to do with hope?
1: Yes.
2: <coughs> this Muslim woman. Yes?
1: <laughs> yes, this Muslim woman who thought that, you know, maybe the world is changing and I could speak out against sexual harassment.
2: A Muslim woman?
1: Yeah. And they burned her to death. Oh, I. Uh, I okay. Yeah. yeah she I, was like I 19. Yeah, I a School, for God's sake. Good God. Um, so that's misplaced hope story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not hope. For <laughs> <one of
3: those. laughs> not hope per se. Yeah.
1: But but, you know, these are religions that say they're in the love business, right? We're just trying uh, to make the world uh, on earth as it is, is in heaven. In no. Not right. not not you know. Sure, like there's a lot of those folks who would say, "We're just Isis would say, we're just trying so to So where do you, you feel, Derek,
3: that you are um, at with uh, this gatekeeper of hope in your head?
4: freaked
0: out.
4: Oh. Yeah, I didn't... We had to end the session because the time was up, and I was like, well... I hate it when what, I I are what are you looking
3: for to, so like... Are you just waiting till next week? Like, this is like uh, a... Big, is this like a TV cliffhanger for you? <laughs> or are you, like, trying to solve it on your own? In next I'm doing week. both. <laughs> okay. Um,
4: okay, so the TV cliffhanger part's boring, so let's not talk about waiting. I mean, so, <laughs> from a, like, pragmatic animal gut level desire perspective, I'm looking for that switch again. Like, where did, th- I had that switch, I could control. How about some mushrooms? <laughs> no, that's what fucking, <laughs> let me lose a switch. Oh, uh, <laughs> it gives you back for a little while. I mean, maybe. <laughs> At least six hours. The switch disappeared. The <laughs> mushroom stole my switch.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, or my throttle or whatever, the lever. <laughs> I got a strong image of a lever that I could crank up and down. And Wednesday, cranked it all the way down, threw a lock on it, and swallowed the key fuck. So, go diving in the poop? No, I'm still in her. No. I'm going to have to kill Wednesday if we get it out. No, laxative, bro. Laxative. I don't know. I don't think yeah. she poops. She's just, she's just a thing in my head, man. Everybody Dude, she's pooped. a girl.
3: Everybody poops. No, <laughs> she's not a girl. Listen to
1: Morgan Freeman. She's not a girl. Man. My God, by the way. She
4: just looks like a girl.
1: Everybody <laughs> poops.
4: Not Wednesday. I,
0: I realize that this is one of the things I've been working on. Is um, you know, with contrasting that internal, external, and how much I deal with the world in terms of externals, and um, uh, so I, I notice that I can be really vulnerable. I can seem really intimate, but I'm often like, I, it's not that I'm not present. But you, you described it before, Derek. It's like there's kind of a wall there that prevents me from fully feeling and loving the plastic barrier or something like somebody wrapped you in plastic yeah Th- there's something there that's just like that, that, that's like I hear you I see you and I I feel you it's like sex without protection it, it's you like know, sex that's with that's a condom is what it is yeah it's like sex with
1: a Hashtag condom. Body condom
0: yeah so I kind of have been experimenting with, with just noticing when that happens and taking off my proverbial condom and just feeling more and, and just recognizing the love in my life more. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I don't think I was conscious of it like until relatively recently that I do that. That that I'm engaged and I'm here and I'm present, and I seem vulnerable, and I seem honest and I seem intimate. But no, there's something there and I just try to catch myself when that happens. I try to remove that, take off the condom, and all right. feel
4: all the feels, and right. blow a load. You're probably going to notice you doing that. <laughs> i like, oh, John's raw me.
0: I love you, Derek Hahn. I love you. I'm, I'm here. I I off. see you. I feel you. <laughs> but does, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, someone brought the, the t- condom t- analogy. It <laughs> wasn't me. But, but, but it, is. it is. When, when did you realize that started or can you go back and see when did that actually begin was there an event
0: I started working with a new therapist a couple months ago and I think a lot of our conversations went there Um, it started honest (laughs) it, it it started with like having this puppy we have like just enjoying my little dog that I didn't even want but this little animal in my house is just like amazing and fun and my kids just love it okay so then i like my my little girl you know she's seven and she's the last one of all the kids i'm going to have and and she's sweet and funny and cute and silly and she's still like daddy pick me up and i pick her up and hug her and i'm like are you drinking this in this is going away really soon i just started noticing that i started drinking it i just started and i i do like uh, because Sometimes it can be like, oh, okay, honey, yeah, daddy loves you. Okay, I got to go back to work. Now I just drink it, Right, yeah. you know, yeah, because yeah. it's... Had you it's, always been that way of having that barrier up? No, there's moments where I where, where, where I don't. Um, Did
4: you feel like you had control over when I was up and when I wasn't?
0: I don't know if I was conscious of it, honestly. Like, because, because for me, it would be like, well, I have all these great friends, all these great relationships. My wife's awesome. My kids are great. And... Um, Gosh, what's wrong with me? Right. <laughs> it's, right. it's like, oh. It's going to be called a yeah, do not know what the barrier was? The, uh... I think it's just self-protection. I, it's not unlike Wednesday. It's, it's not unlike Wednesday. Derek has Wednesday. I have a conda. <laughs>
1: well, you've talked about that anxious, the anxious energy. Is like, how much does that play into it? Like, is there taking off some of the, or, or realizing the, the anxiety of just... Well,
0: the anxiety is, of... is part of that. It's like the self-protection. Yeah, yeah it's a self-protection. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so just kind of removing that, and, and so, and so, so there, where I go with, you, you remove that layer. I honestly, we, we got together, um, all of us got together a week before last at a you know, for some beer, and we're talking about a difficult conversation. I felt it then so palpably, like honestly, I felt it. I felt it that night so palpably where we were just friends, and I'm like, oh my god, like these guys are amazing. I love all of them. And uh, I don't always do that. And so it's just like, it's just noticing when that happens and removing it. And so when you, <laughs> I sound like such a hippie, but, but when when you ex- actually experience the love in your life that you really have, that yeah. gives me hope. Yes. Yes. And I yes. see God yeah. in that, yeah. I guess. And yeah. that gives me hope.
2: Well, you're about okay. 10 years earlier than
0: I had that a week Oh, yeah? Is that a good place
3: to land? They probably do.
1: But wait, I forgot to unpack the end of the man on the train story. And yes, I acknowledge that I butchered it in this episode. Peter Rollins tells it much better. It's in the book, The Orthodox Heretic and Other Impossible Tales. Um, But the end of the story, um, the man on the train, years later, meets the priest again at a like a charity function, right? And he runs up to him. The priest is like, oh man, you know, there's going to be conflict. <laughs> he runs up to him and he says, uh, hey, thank you so much. Gives him a big hug and says, you made me lose my religion, but you helped me find my faith. Thanks for listening to Punk Theology. Again, if you could leave a review of this podcast whether it's soundcloud itunes or wherever you hear it man we would certainly appreciate that it would warm our little punk hearts Till next time thanks for listening and bye
2: surely you
3: can't be serious i am serious and don't call me shirley
1: thanks for listening to punk theology don't forget to subscribe Like to join
0: us in having more ears hear this punk sound? Punk theology is the property of Digital Audio Project, a limited liability corporation, who is responsible for its content. Don't
3: chicken out! Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That's a
1: huge bit! <laughs>